Ah, yes, another edition of Believe in Eagles. I'm your host, Mike Gill. What is up, one and all? Welcome to another edition of Believe in Eagles on the Believe Network here. Get us on the podcasting forums, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you may listen to your podcasting platforms. We got the Eagles and the Buccaneers this weekend. We're going to talk about the matchup with the sideline reporter, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. T.J. Reeves is going to join me this week on the show. We'll have more on the platform later on this week. We're going to be dropping a great episode that you're going to want to check out. Former NFL tight end Colin Thompson played with Carolina, was in camp with the Minnesota Vikings. He broke down the Eagles tape and gave us a view of what he saw from the Eagles through two games so far. So check out that on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast. Before we get to T.J., Quick thoughts on the Eagles' win. Obviously, over uh, Minnesota, they ran the ball down the Vikings' throat to the tune of almost 300 yards rushing. DeAndre Swift with just a monster day. And it's going to be interesting to see if the Eagles break up that workload. I suspect they will. And when Gainwell's back, you'll see Swift and Gainwell kind of split the carries. We know the news. Avante Maddox out for possibly the season, likely the season. Who gets the slot job? Mario Goodrich, Justin Evans is a name to keep an eye on. So watch out for Justin Evans, I'm hearing, could be possibly playing in the slot. James Bradbury saw some time there during training camp. I don't think that's going to happen right off the bat. Unless Goodrich and or Evans struggle, then maybe they go that route. Also, the injury situation at safety with Blankenship, he should be ready to go hopefully for Monday night. And... There's a new punter in town. Uh, Brendan Mann is in. Aaron Sipos is out. So the Eagles will have a new punter when the season uh, continues on Monday Night Football against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Vikings defense just not prepared to stop the run. They took away everything in the past game, and the Eagles had enough a rough night throwing the football. Uh, although De- Devontae Smith had a fine evening. They hit A.J. Brown on a couple. I know the whole Brown and... Uh, Hurts dust up, nothing to see here. Nick Sirianni gave it a two. I'd probably go less. Not a big deal to me, but the Eagles' big deal is, can they get the pass game going? This Buccaneers team, as we'll talk to the TJ Buccaneers radio network here shortly, they are very stout against the run. So you're not going to run the ball 48 times for 248 yards against this team. It's just not going to happen. So what are some of the things that they can do in the pass game? Well, I definitely think one thing they can do is do a better job of scheming and play design for a guy like Dallas Goddard, open up the middle of the field, and then hopefully some of the things that you can do on the outside open up because teams will start to converge and have to pay more attention to Goddard. I don't like the way they're using Goddard so far. Bubble screens, little quick out, stuff like that. Minnesota is running a zero defense, no safeties on the back end, middle of the field, wide open back there. Bang, right here. Get the tight end in the seam there, lined up against a linebacker, and see what happens in that situation. So I like to see the evolution of Dallas Goddard in the in the passing game in the game on Monday night. Another thing that I think in the game that we can go back to from Thursday night and then kind of bring it into this game here is when you throw the ball down the field, Jalen Hurts still throwing a really good deep ball. So with the amount and the success you're having running the football, you can use a little bit more play action. 
and hope to get some one-on-one downfield throws for Jalen Hurts. I think the big play seemingly feels like it's been taken away because teams are saying, whoa, we're not going to give you the big deep ball, but I think you can still get it. A little bit more on the play action side. As for Hurts, not a lot of running room for him. I think he had 12 carries in the game, um, but not a lot of yards. And one of the reasons why is last year it felt like Jalen Hurts made the right decision on whether to hand the ball off or whether to keep it himself every single time. I don't know if he's just not making the right reads or decisions or if teams are defending him a little differently. I think that they are. But Jalen Hurts, I think, in the run game is something that uh, hasn't really gotten going. And yet the Eagles are 2-0. They ran for 259 yards, including a big career-high night for Swift. You know, the 259 yards and three touchdowns on 48 attempts. They got 5.4 yards a carry. It's the second most rushing yards since Nick Sirianni took over. You forget, he he had uh, they had a 363-yard game against Green Bay back in 2022. And in that game, you know, you take a look at the way they ran the ball. That's how it felt on Thursday night was that they just could not get stopped. So DeAndre Swift, 175. It's his fifth career 100-yard game. And I'll be interested to see what they do with the running backs moving forward on Monday night. If, in fact, Gainwell, we'll find out. We're recording this on Wednesday morning. We will find out whether or not Gainwell will be ready or practicing this week. We'll get a little better indication on that. Some other notes from the game. Jalen Hurts, by the way, did combine for three touchdowns with two rushing touchdowns, and he threw for one. So he's still a big part and having a big impact. Devonta Smith, as we talked about in the past game, that 131 yards, one touchdown on four catches. He's averaging 30-plus yards a catch and in this game. So the big play is there for this team. Defensively, flip over there. They record four forced fumbles in the game. They did it against the Vikings in 2016 as well. Justin Evans had that one on special teams. So three from the defense, one from the special teams. It was an all-around good night in terms of takeaways. Brandon Graham um, ended up getting a mark in that game when he played in the game. It's the third most regular season games. But that unit, Brandon Graham, um, you take a look at Fletcher Cox and the rest of that defensive line, Jalen Carter, Josh Sweat, They're all doing a fine job. The guy that I'm a little concerned about, that would be Hassan Reddick. Reddick is not having the same impact that he had last year. And if that's the case, I don't know that this defense is as impactful without Hassan Reddick getting to the quarterback the way that he was able to a year ago. So that is something that I think the Eagles are going to have to figure out moving forward here. How does this defense look if – You're not getting the same now. He still has some impact. He's just not getting to the quarterback. And I think that thumb, you know, it's all barreled up there. Not being able to use that hand to get leverage and stuff like that. So those are some of the highlights from the Eagles win on Thursday night. Now let's fast forward ahead to Monday night football when the Eagles are going to travel to Tampa. But who, who are we kidding? It'll be an Eagles crowd inside Raymond James. And T.J. Reeves will be on the sideline for the Buccaneers Radio Network, and he'll join me now as we take a look at the Eagles 
and the 2-0 Buccaneers, my friend. The Tampa Bay Bucks, the Philadelphia Eagles, they got some history, man. They got some history. How are you? It's always good to be with you, and yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be a lot of fun because it's Monday Night Football, so it's always ramped up for this reason. The Eagles are the defending NFC champs, and lo and behold, after everybody was running the Buccaneer obituary this summer, post-Brady, post-TB, post-Tom Brady, suddenly you look up and the Buccaneers have played two good games, clean games. They're 2-0, and and now the winner of this game, particularly if it's the Buccaneers, is very, very relevant at least in the first part of this season. Uh, and I think that's a surprise to a lot of people if it's the guys in red and pewter that find a way to win this game. Seven NFC teams are 7-0. and The winner of this game will get to 3-0. and Two teams in uh, – three teams in the South. you got Atlanta, the Saints, and the Buccaneers all unblemished so far. So this is a big game for both of these teams, obviously Philly and Dallas and Washington, all three here. Let's look at some of the things that I'm interested in and get your take on it. You've seen this team up close and personal. Last week, Philadelphia ran 48 times, TJ, in the game. 48 times in an NFL game. And not only did they run it, they ran it well for 259 yards. That's 5.4 yards a carry. Is Tampa Bay going to be run on the way Minnesota was run on? Well, that's the crux right there of this game, I think, because if the Eagles can run it anything close to that, they've got a fantastic chance to win. And you've got to factor in that's not just handoffs to the running backs, as you know and as you talk about, but it's Jalen Hurts with his wheels, getting outside the pocket, getting outside contain on, on plays that aren't designed run plays, and he goes and gets 10 yards, 15 yards or more on some of those. The Buccaneers did a great job, not just a good job, a great job on Justin Fields last week containing him. Uh, Fields didn't get outside and do anything in that game. Couldn't scramble through the middle even and do anything in that game. And when they turned around to hand the ball off, it was sledgehammer time from the Buccaneer front seven. So that you have hit on probably arguably the biggest key. If Philadelphia can run it with that big offensive line and run it effectively, it sets up everything else they want to do, particularly Hurts with his feet. Now you've got play action. You've got bootlegs. You can set all of that up if they can establish the run. But I'm here to tell you, uh, throughout Todd Bowles' tenure, they've been good against the run, and they've been really good. They played those same Vikings in week one, and the Vikings could not run the ball, and the Bears absolutely could not run the ball last week so that's a big key yes well i will say um two years ago philly played tampa in the playoffs the wild card game and all philly could do was run the ball and tampa just took that completely away now the problem was philly did not have a pass game two years ago in that playoff game now they do so aj brown devonta smith dallas goddard who ha really hasn't gotten going yet tj do the bucks force the eagles to throw do they say you're not going to run it on us so let's see what you can do in the pass game because it's almost a pick your poison with this offense. Yeah, I think uh, that that's the objective, and you're right. I mean, Brown is a big physical receiver, key injury for the Buccaneers, and we don't know this right now while we're taping the podcast, but as the week goes on, is Carlton Davis healthy, Bucks' number one cover corner, one of the better cover corners in the NFC South and in the NFC. He couldn't play last week with a toe injury, hurt the toe in the Minnesota game, made several big plays in the Minnesota game. So is he back to somewhat health, mostly health, later this week? Because he would be the guy on A.J. Brown a lot of the game. And if he's not healthy, then this becomes a bigger problem with Smith being the one-two punch because it was Devontae Smith that had the big game on Thursday night football. 
So that that's a key injury to watch as this week goes on. Is Carlton Davis practicing? What are they saying as Thursday becomes Friday, Friday becomes Saturday for the Monday night game on does it look like Carlton Davis can play? Because that's the guy kind of shadowing one-on-one against A.J. Brown in the game. Yeah, TJ, you know, one of the things uh, with this Eagles offense, as we say, it's kind of pick your poison. They could run it. Uh, they obviously have tons of weapons there. The offense just doesn't feel fluid yet for Philadelphia. You wonder, this is the third game in a row now with a veteran defensive coordinator, Bill Belichick week one, Brian Flores week two. And now Todd Bowles, not the coordinator, but obviously a defensive-minded head coach. So this will be interesting to see what kind of looks who do they choose to kind of go and stop in this Philly? Do they do they fear the pass game or that run game? That, to me, is the battle with inside the battle. Now, let's flip it to the other side of the field. The Eagles on defense, obviously up front. Give us a little insight on the Buccaneers offensive line because I think when you think Buccaneers from last year, they had all sorts of issues, and it really caused their season to go awry. How are they up front in 2023? And that's a great point because it was in flux last year because of injury to the center, Ryan Jensen, in training camp. You were playing a brand-new center in Robert Hainsey. Hainsey now remains the center because Jensen's not been able to come back from injury. He's been put on IR. He's out for the season. And they have the four offensive line positions around Robert Hainsey have a new guy at each position. Now, not all of them are new players, but Tristan Wirfs, for example, who is a fantastic tackle, moved from right tackle to left tackle. He's played his first two games at left tackle, has graded out uh, tremendously well so far uh, this season. They have a free agent signee from the Chargers in Matt Filer playing left guard. Not, uh, not somebody that's an all-pro, but he's good, and he's been good so far this year. Then you move to the right side. You got a rookie in Cody Mauk out of small North Dakota State. Big, physical, but getting used to the NFL. And then Luke Gedeke at right tackle was playing guard a lot of, of last year. Gedeke's natural position in college was right tackle. But it's clearly on the right side of the line where it's a work in progress with those guys. So if the Eagles are looking for a place to attack, it's the right side of the Buccaneer offensive line. So in the punch, counterpunch kind of mode, that's that's where the Eagles will look to get some things done. But I, I will say this, Baker Mayfield has been tremendous even when under pressure. Even, even when the penetration has come through that line, he's been able to elude it, make plays with his feet, still look downfield and make throws on the run. So that's another component, another X factor, is even if the line's letting you down, Baker is much more mobile than the GOAT, Tom Brady, who was not much more than a statue. If you broke through, it was over. Right now, it's not over with Mayfield being able to run around. Yeah, and he's got weapons. Uh, give us some insight, you know, the whole, where they're going to give him a deal. No, they're not giving him a deal. Mike Evans is still showing up to work, and he's working really well. Godwin, after coming off the injury. So they certainly have those two weapons. What's this pass game going to look like on Sunday against, really, TJ, a defense that's in flux for Philadelphia in the secondary. Reed Blankenship, at this point, we don't know what's going on. Uh, Bradbury missed last game with a concussion. You would imagine he's back. They played Josh Job, and now Mario Goodrich looks like he's going to start in the slot. Avante Maddox is out for the year. So it seems like there's some areas. And the Eagles have two new linebackers. N'Kobe Dean is out. They're on their third linebacker, really, there because they lost their two starters. They replaced them. Zach Cunningham is in, and they brought Nick Morrow off the practice squad, and he started last week. 
So a lot of opportunity in the pass game, it looks like. Oh, I would say so. And Evans had a big game. Obviously, last week got loose for the 70-yard catch and run by his own admission on a hot uh, first half, hot day in Tampa. He said, I ran out of gas. I was trying to get there. Uh, he is not a 100-meter a dash speedster, but he, he has the long strides, can cover some ground. And where the Eagles are going to have problems, uh, is this guy's catch radius being able to go up high with the long arms at six foot five and make plays? And then you've got Godwin as a great complimentary receiver to go across the middle, key on third downs, physical player blocking in the run game. They've been a great one two punch so far in the past game. And Rashad White can catch it out of the backfield as well. They love trying to get him the ball. Kate Otten at tight end. This will be a fascinating matchup, especially with what you described with the injuries. Uh, and the and the backs, you know, the back half of the defense in flux because of injuries to the secondary and new guys playing. Can the Buccaneers take advantage of that? Uh, Brady was, frankly, Brady was able to dice that up with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in the regular season meeting for whatever it's worth two years ago. Maybe some different personnel and in the playoff game with Evans and Godwin. Can Baker Mayfield do a similar thing Monday night? If he can, it's advantage Buccaneers. Okay, uh, Tampa Bay last year, TJ, give us some insight, did not attempt to run the ball. They didn't even try. Where are they at in the run game in 2023? It was epically bad a year ago. I mean, in terms of National Football League history, in lowest uh, yards per carry average, lowest yards per game average, they were right there near the bottom all time and how bad they were trying to run the ball. But a lot of that has to do with You've got a different scheme now, a more mobile quarterback. You can use play action like we were talking about with Hurts. You can use bootlegs going the other way to fool the team. And they've been solid. They were better against the Bears running the ball, but they were solid in Minnesota running the ball. Uh, this team doesn't have a home run hitter, let's say, of, of a guy that takes a handoff and goes 70 or 80 yards. But Rashad White is tough. Rashad White is elusive. And uh, you will see, especially early in this game, he will make guys miss in the hole, cutbacks, those kind of things. We saw it against Chicago. So they were good. If you take out the kneel downs at the end of the game, it was something like 30 carries for 120 yards, right out four yards a carry. That's not, and most of that was handoffs to the backs. That's not bad at all. You will take that. So they've been better is the answer to your question through two games and at least getting some production out of the run game. All right, TJ, uh, Eagles really good against the run. Minnesota didn't even try last week. I think they ran right. the ball 10 times. Uh, New England, Stevenson got shut down well. So they're really good against the run. If Philadelphia makes Bayfield, Mayfield beat him, is he up to that level where he can win the game because he's the best player on the field? That's a, that's a key question. If it comes down to him making the right decision, the big throws in the second half, the Bucs aren't able to run the ball. We're, we're here to find that out. Now, I will say in each of the last two games, uh, he has been solid as the game has gone on with making the right decision, making the right throw, stay away from the turnover. Both both games, they come out of the locker room, go on a long 75-yard drive and put a touchdown on the board. So that tells you they know how to make adjustments at halftime. The key drive at the end of the Minnesota win on the, on the field goal in the final couple of minutes uh, was Baker Mayfield converting a fourth and short on a sneak? Baker Mayfield converting another key third and long to Chris Godwin. Baker Mayfield making another play late in the game with his feet to get a first down, scramble, stay in bounds. He's made the right decisions. So you've hit on something 
if it comes down to the guy wearing number six in Buccaneer colors, is he going to be able to make the key throw and the key play? We're all about to find out. He's done that some before. And if he is good, if he's taking care of the ball and he is good in the second half of this game, Buccaneers have a great chance to win. TJ, uh, obviously Mayfield, third team in less than a year here. Cleveland, Rams, bouncing around, lands in Tampa. He wasn't even guaranteed to be the starter. Was that race close at all? Yeah, I think I think I think it's valid that it was a competition. Clearly, Mayfield distinguished himself in the preseason games as I've, I'm the guy that started 45 games in Cleveland and Carolina and L.A. And so Kyle Trask, who's the third year player from the University of Florida, got some good work in the preseason, but clearly starting on the road at Minnesota, loud environment, crazy environment, playing a Monday night game with the Eagles in week three. You got another loud environment next week in New Orleans. Clearly. The advantage is to the guy that has played in those situations before Mayfield. So we all understood that as preseason went on. He's more than likely going to be the guy. And and he's lived up to it. But you're right. It's a one-year prove-it contract. Only $4 million of it is guaranteed. He has some reachable incentives that could make it like $7 million, $8 million. But that is a third or a quarter what the biggest name quarterbacks are making right now. So this is a prove-it year for Baker Mayfield. So far, he's done the right things. He's saying the right things, and it looks good. All right, it's the Eagles and the Bucks Monday Night Football. Believe in Eagles, of course, we'll have more this week. A tape breakdown with Colin Thompson, former NFL tight end who played in the division with the Tampa Bay Bucks, was with Carolina last year, was in camp with Minnesota this year. He's going to look at the tape at what Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense are doing for the first two weeks of the season. That'll drop uh, later on this week. Check out the podcast feed. TJ Reeves will be on the sideline Monday night football on the Buccaneers radio network for Eagles and the Buccaneers. He was kind enough to give us some insight on the Monday night matchup between two 2-0 two teams. Somebody's O has got to go, and somebody gets to 3-0 and on Monday night. TJ, great to see you, man. Great insight. On the Buccaneers. Always good to be with you, my friend. This will be a good one on Monday. Looking forward to it. All right. Uh, TJ Reeves, the Buccaneers Radio Network, and he was kind enough to join us here to give us some insight. Fun matchup. There you heard it. We'll get into it more later on this week. Don't forget, like, rate, review, subscribe to Believe in Eagles on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all the podcasting platforms out there for another edition of Believe in Eagles. I'm Mike Gill. Have a great one, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.